a little good news, bad news up here at the top. The first, the bad news. The sound quality of this episode leaves a little to be desired. First of all, Kat and Mandy's microphone was not operational. So all of her dialogue will be heard from what was caught in someone else's microphone. It's echoey and not the best quality. But on to the good news. We have new equipment. Episodes from here on out should be a little better quality and a little easier for me to edit. Now on to the show. One, two, three, go! On this week's episode of Behind the Meat Curtains, we have returning guests, Bunny and Spaniard, and new guest, Damien. Damien is a former bouncer and manager of a strip club and has all kinds of stories about strip club shenanigans. Plus, we get a story about some parking lot hanky-panky between him and Bunny. All of that and so much more on this week's episode of Behind the Meat Curtains. All right. Welcome to Behind the Meat Curtains. I'm the Brad. I'm Kat. I'm Amanda. Um, today we have uh, mostly returning guests and one new guest, a former bouncer. But I guess we can go around the room and introduce everybody. We'll start over there with you and say who you are and what your relation to the industry is. Former bouncer, Stephen Valentine, a.k.a. Spaniard. <laughs> Worked for Safari Show Club. Uh first-time guest. My name is Damien, former bouncer, assistant manager. And returning guest, I'm Bunny. I was a exotic dancer. See, that's a fancy word. And um, I also bartended at a club, hosted, cocktail waitress. Okay, so usually our first question for anybody who isn't a returning guest is, um, it's going to be for you, which is, how did you get into the strip club industry and the reason i pose this question a lot of times is it's a unique job it's not the type of job that a lot of people would just kind of fall into so the first part of the question would be like how did you end up at the strip club and the second part was like what were your first like impressions how did it hit you going into there as as compared to any other job i suppose okay um, I didn't dive right into it. It wasn't something I was really looking forward to. I just kind of fell into it. I did security work at like meat market dance club bars for several years, just moonlighting on the weekends and at nights. And then um, I was close friends with the general manager and assistant managers at the time. Um, there were several times where they tried to get me to work there, but I never really jumped on board. The, the general manager was a good friend of mine. And he was also a total asshole. And so we got along really, no, <laughs> no, we called him Pesci. It was Pe- what was Pesci's real name? Do you remember? Oh, God. I don't even know if it was his real name. I'm pretty sure he wasn't. Pe- we called him Pesci. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He had that kind of like asshole personality. He was awesome. We were good friends, but I knew if I worked with him that it was, we were going to end up getting a fist fight in the office at some point. So I dodged that for several years, and then um, and then the assistant manager I was really good friends with, Ryan, uh, gave me a call and asked after the, I was in between dance club work, um, the place I'd been at got shut down by the liquor commission, and so I wasn't working security at night, and I got a call from Ryan, he says, okay, got an opportunity for you, but it'll be just on my shifts. It's just going to be the slow ones on Sundays and Mondays. It'll just be you. It'll be chill. There's not as much drama. <laughs> so he laid the red carpet out with a bunch of lies and then uh, finally sucked me in. 
And uh, uh, not to mention that he only lasted about two more months. He ended up quitting, and I ended up on Pesci's shifts within two months. So uh, first impression of the club was that, dude, it's every douche guy's dream to go get paid to look at naked girls. So, of course, I was jumping on board with that. Um, having absolutely no idea what I was really getting into. Um, it took about an hour before I was really starting to question what I was doing. <laughs> right. So it's like, I don't know, 5.30 on a Sunday, and uh, I'm supposed to monitor the private dances and so forth, and some old dude gets up there and hands one of the dancers a couple hundred bucks, and they're proceeding to do their thing. And there's not much going on. There's maybe six guys in the club or something like that. And about about two or three dances in, dude jumps up and, like, just runs out of the booth. And I was like, what the hell was that all about? And she's like, I don't know. He just, he just got up and left. I guess I'll wait. So I saw him go run back to the bathroom. I said, oh, dude just had to go to the bathroom or something like that, right? So he's gone, like, 20 minutes. And she's kind of over it at that point. She's like, well, he prepaid. I'm good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do my thing. And uh, dude comes staggering out of there like, you know, 15, 20 minutes later and just leaves. He's like, well, I guess the money's yours. And then uh, about half an hour, 45 minutes later, I get a call from the manager. And he's like, hey, I've got a cleanup job for you. Oh, no. I'm like, what are you talking about, cleanup? I'm here to bounce. And <laughs> he goes, oh, no, you, you got a lot of other jobs, too. Somebody made a mess in the bathroom. You need to go clean it up. So I head back towards the office. He's already, like, he's eager to to put me on the spot with this. And so he's got a mop and a bucket. And he's like, yeah, you're going to need all that. So what it evidently happened through my crime scene analysis was uh, <laughs> dude had shit himself while he was in the middle of getting a dance. <laughs> Went running to the bathroom to go clean up. Made a mess everywhere. And you could tell at some point, like, he had, there was, like, traction marks from, like, shoe prints in the ground where he'd gone down in there at one point. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, this is, this is what this is about, because I thought I was just going to watch Naked Girls dance. <laughs> that, was, that was an hour and a half in. That was an hour and a half in. Starting to seriously question my life, yeah. yeah the money better be really, really good. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, so one of the things that also is a common theme, did you say to yourself when you went in there, yeah, I'll do this for like a year oh, or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just on Sundays, maybe and, occasionally. And how many years did you do it for? Oh, shoot. I don't know. Six to eight years somewhere yeah. before I got out of it. Yeah. And what was the transition from random bouncer to manager? Oh, um, turnover. Yeah. I had a... Too many people with mops. <laughs> <laughs> I was there long enough, and then there was enough turnover. Managers walk out frequently in that industry. And uh, and they always kind of just like drop the mic and go. They're they're out. Right. And so, um, God, I can't remember. Ryan ended up leaving. He was so he left and Pesci left and Ian got promoted to general manager. Um, and then um, Gangles was the assistant manager. And at some point, um, they. Can't remember. Gangles was walking, working like seven nights a week, and so they split up his shift. So I was managing like two nights a week, and then doing bouncing for the rest of the nights. And yeah, I remember when you got promoted because you and I never got along. <laughs> 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 I, but I do remember my first my, my interview. I was interviewing with Gangles, and 
<clears throat> he was wearing like some greasy shirt. I mean, it was it was him. So he was just like, oh, <laughs> taking a bull run. That was his like, this, finest like, wear. Yeah. <laughs> he was wearing like the long jean shorts from like the nineties, and like just like yeah, this take a Polaroid, this bank bank. And you were coming in wearing that monkey suit. And I'll never, I'll never forget this because it was just like I'm wearing like a pencil skirt, like this cute little outfit, and I've never been in like a bar industry before, let alone a strip club. And you're just like, oh, so you know, whatever her name, Crystal, just called in. She's shitting herself, and then she can't come to work. And then you left. And then I like, I was like, oh, that's that's weird. And then, and then you come back in like a minute later. You're like, um, so like, Sahadi just called, and um, she's shitting herself. So she's like throwing up from like both ends. So she's not coming in. And then you left. And so it's just like all these call offs of girls that were just like shitting themselves. I'm like, is this really what I want to do? Barely the water's bad. But it was just funny because you were just like so nonchalant about it and you were wearing the monkey suit, which was like the vest oh, and the yeah, bow tie. The tuxedo gentleman club. Right? <laughs> I actually yeah. miss those tuxedo uh, like I you do. <laughs> I mean, it worked out for them. Fucking bouncer ball. Yeah, that was nothing compared to safari polo shirts with cheetah and leopard bowling shirts. Okay, so you can say what you want, man, but you weren't rolling on the bus to work with a cheetah polo bowling shirt. Like, nah, bro. <laughs> Just saying. I remember, like, the first office conversations, you know, I went, I came from, like, an office cubicle background, you know, and I was like, so... There's no HR here, clearly. You know, <laughs> and so like the idea of telling somebody, oh yeah, she's shitting herself again, so she ain't gonna be in. I mean, some of the weird call-offs. I, I had one. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> she called in once because she claimed that she had been masturbating vigorously for like the last four hours, and everything was way too swollen to come into work. <laughs> I can't even imagine trying to use that with my boss. <laughs> to that, I immediately responded, bullshit, send me a photo. <laughs> to which she quickly responded with, and that thing was swollen, dude. I don't know what the hell she'd been doing with it, but, dude, it looked like two footballs jammed into, jammed into a toy box. It was weird. It was weird. So at that point, I was like, yeah, you probably shouldn't come in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's a great introduction. That's all I got. I'm stuck on swollen vagina over here. Do you have any... Um, That's the topic for another episode, though. Honestly, it's like swollen members. Like. <laughs> Damien likes a Jaeger, and 
the shot. So right when he released the hound, he would come and slam a shot of Jaeger and like walk out. And I think Marie gave you a shot of Worcestershire or soy sauce, but you slammed it so fast that you didn't feel it until you reached the door to walk the girls out, <laughs> and you almost threw up. It, it, and it so, was wicked. It was dead heat hot sauce she put in there. Oh, it was. So what? <laughs> it, here's the backstory. There was a prank war going on between her and Gangles, and it had been, been going on for weeks, and I just ended up being friendly fire, and it was what it was. So she pours two shots of Jaeger. As soon as we got all the girls cleared, all the customers cleared, doors locked, we take our shift drinks, and then we walk the girls out. Well, she was going to tamper with his shot, and she put a bunch of that dead heat, the really gnarly hot sauce. You had to be like 18 to buy the damn hot sauce. I mean, it's like wicked, ridiculous. So she, oh, yeah, just gnarly. And I wouldn't touch that stuff if I wanted to on a burrito even. But, yeah, she put a bunch of it into his uh, into his shot glass and thought, ah, what the hell, I'll just do it to Damien too. This would be funny as well. And so <clears throat> right as we're getting ready to knock our shots down, we tap glass. I go to shoot. Somebody interrupts him. And so he's all, huh? So he doesn't even take the shot. <laughs> I knock it down and, like, immediately, like, I'm losing my soul. Like, <laughs> it's coming out every pore. Like, and it went down, like, hard, hot, unexpected. It was absolutely, I think I did, I ended up running, like, pushing girls out of the way to go vomit out back. Dude, it was like, I thought for sure it was coming out my eyeballs by the end I was done. It was the most horrifying experience ever. So, then the the payback had to happen. And so, I had to come up, I couldn't just come up with something stupid. I had to make it, you know. Something refined. Something, yeah, something that would be talked about for ages. And uh, several months had gone by, and she knew something was coming, but she had no idea when and where and to what degree I was going to go. And so, I waited for a really, really hot summer day. I mean, like, like 95 degrees, even at night. And uh, she had a habit of leaving her car unlocked. And so uh, <clears throat> I remember telling one of the bouncers, like, hey, you got to cover for me. I got to go take care of something outside. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? I'm saying, I'm going to go pay my back. I got to get this. And so uh, I proceeded into her car. I think Wes caught me when I was doing it. <laughs> I think he rounded the corner. Their valet guy rounded the corner and looked. He goes, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> and it went back about his business. So drop Trowner. Drop Trowner. Uh, <laughs> I think I did it. If I remember correctly, I did it in the driver's seat. <laughs> Just took a giant shit in her car. <laughs> did you at least do it like on a piece of paper? Oh, no, no, I dropped it right on her leather seats. <laughs> <laughs> what I heard was that you put it on a piece of paper and put it under her seat so she couldn't find the smell. That might have been it. It might have done that, yeah. I think what happened was is it started, to get, it got really, really hot. And so it was starting to liquefy at some point. <laughs> so I think I... Cleaned it up and hid it underneath the back seat, uh, under the driver's seat, and like there was no way that she was gonna find that. I mean, it was very distinguishable the second you got near the car. You didn't have to open the door to understand what had taken place. I remember she was giving Samantha a ride home that night. She got in the car first. <laughs> she she came out dry heaving, and Marie's like, "Oh, what did he do?" And it was like everywhere. It was everywhere. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the funny part was that she tried to get payback that night, and it was actually more in my benefit as far as the prank went because she, they laughed. Like, they cleaned up the mess, and she left. And then uh, we were counting money, and I was sitting in the office waiting for the manager to get done, and I looked 
I saw like a flicker of light in one of the security cameras. So I'm like, hey, what the hell's going on out there? So I flipped over and there's Marie's car pulling in the <laughs> pulling in my in the driveway. And I was like, what the hell is she doing out there? And so I, and I see her like scurrying across the parking lot all discreetly and she goes and does something in my car and I'm like, oh, what the hell she do? <laughs> so what she'd done is she'd taken that napkin with my shit in it <laughs> and carried it <laughs> and like smeared it on my car door <laughs> where you'd stick your hand in the handle if you're going to open it but the joke didn't work because I saw what was going on and, and in hindsight I was like dude I got video footage of you on surveillance like running through the parking lot with my shit in your hand <laughs> I don't get that so that's my prank <laughs> Portland once after a concert and the stars up there and somebody like came out of the office like dude are you the guy that put the shit in the girl's car <laughs> yes my story lives <laughs> I like how we say one of our missions here is to dispel myths about the stripping industry <laughs> mm. I'm not sure I'm the best person to do that we're just gonna bring it all back yeah. <laughs> well since uh, Bunny's been on one episode with the true strip club For bouncers, um, <laughs> I do, I have, to, I do have to say, about. Damien was my first bouncer, though. It's been all It's been all downhill for us. That's the guy for me. He's a real goldfish. I was a baby dancer. I was pretty new back then, like only, what, a year or two into it. And I think I went to this club in Redmond called The Fam. It was the only other club I had been to. And then I started coming to Stars. Met Damien. I think you guys had, like, Big Steve. It was Ian and Gangles. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so I just started coming up in this, like, big old ass, like, Ford F-350 diesel truck. And they had to, like, save a parking spot for me because they had to plug it in. So they had, like, this special extension cord for me because otherwise, like, which I'm sure was fun, but I, they would have to like lift up the like the hood of the truck so I could spray this like starter. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> just start it, and there's my ass in the air, and the guys were like, "No, thank you, Master Spot." But yeah, no, Damien and I started kind of just talking and flirting, and I think typical bouncer stripper fashion, maybe for me. I don't know. I don't. Which is funny because it's actually really frowned upon there. I mean, so it was back in the day. It still is. <laughs> but that's the that's the biggest problem is when they say don't do it, everyone's like. I remember Pesci would say that guy fucks one girl, he's gone. <laughs> I would think that. I would think that that would be. It would be more common that you'd want to like date someone in the industry because anybody outside of the industry just doesn't understand just doesn't understand the 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 politics of all of it and and your girlfriend going away to dance naked or you're going to the club to go see all these girls dancing naked it would only make it it would be only natural for you to be like oh, I'm going to at least date somebody that's that gets it <laughs> But I know I was not the only dancer that Damien ever slept with because at the time, one of my really good friends, she was a bartender dancer. He's like, no. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, her name was Callie, and she liked to bring girls home, too. And I believe you two had a bet going on at the time of who could get the most dancers. <laughs> and you guys were very competitive. When you're competing against another girl, though, it's far more difficult. You, know, yeah. you have to overcome some. <laughs> yeah, it's but not, it's not a fair bet. bet. I think so. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so did you guys, like, date, date, or? There was never, like, an official title? Mm-mm. We became really good friends. Um, good friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, even before we got to the fucking part of it, like, um, we just, I don't know, it was just, we just joked, and we, we, the pranks, like, there were pranks that we played all the time on different people. He never shit in my car, Aww. but he fucked me in my car, <laughs> <laughs> and I got caught on camera. That's like the only one that's got caught on camera, though. I'm Is it sure not? We, no, that's how we found it, I was on the last one. Was it not? Was it on oh, the you, camera? You and my, oh, yes. Is that what he goes by? We use his real name? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure Ian caught that on camera. Ian was a ninja with that damn camera, I tell you what. Dude, so that situation. <laughs> There's no camera in the office. Okay. There was. <laughs> I, <laughs> I knew that one for sure. truck was parked where the outdoor camera was in the Oh, no, we didn't we didn't fuck in it. We he we would just leave after work and I'd be like too fucking hammered, so he would like put me in his truck and I would try to like hunker down and hide and pretend I wasn't in his truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you have to wait until the bouncer leaves. So when you're waiting on a bouncer, you're stuck in your vehicle all damn night. <laughs> or at least for like an hour while they're clearing out the yard. It is the fastest. If a bouncer's getting out of there really fast and ushering people out, he's probably got a hookup lined up. <laughs> I'm just going to say. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. So I, I don't know exactly what set off our first night. I know I was the one that hopped in your lap, but how did you end up in the car? I don't remember. I think I was going to give you a ride home, or or I thought if I sat in your truck long enough, maybe we'd do it. But <laughs> <laughs> but I remember everybody had left, and it, and we had been like bullshitting in the car for like probably half an hour, forty five minutes. Yeah, just straight talking. And then and then everything completely went down, um, and then. We were very secretive about it um, because it was, you know, an issue. It, it was an issue at work and it could cause issues for anybody. And uh, I come back to work the next day, and Ian's sitting in the office, like, waiting for me. He goes, well, hey, did you guys fuck last night? I'm like, no. Dude, in just his, his, his little tone, like, he's already up to something. He's already gone through surveillance or something. He's like, we should watch surveillance. And... <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, you should waste your time. Go ahead. I'll sit here and watch it with you. And nothing happened. And so then he, he starts, th and I'm looking at the time at where he's at. I'm like, okay, he's got at least two more hours to go before he gets to anything incriminating. Thought the truck was off camera for the most part. Yeah. Didn't think we were, and like, boom, he hits the camera, and it's like, poof, right in the middle. I'm like, oh, shit. No, we're, we're definitely on camera. <laughs> so you can see. We're cleaning the carpet. <laughs> so you can see, like, it's getting it's getting late enough. There's not even traffic at all anymore on the main drag, and like the headlights are on in the truck, and and I'm like, okay, I mean, this is fine. Yeah, it's, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. In the meantime, he's like 20 minutes into watching surveillance on slow mo, trying to figure out if he can see what's going on inside the pickup truck from a 
far you angle see, black and I'm white. I'm surprised he didn't have it already queued up to the right place. You can uh, see the front windshield. <laughs> yeah, and, so, and the headlights are on, so that's kind of throwing it for a little bit. And I'm like, he's not going to be able to see shit. And I'm, I'm looking at it. So meanwhile, people are coming into work. And they're like, what are you guys watching? <laughs> Ian's all, hey, I think they fucked last night. I'm waiting to see it. And so they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Like, and this is this is like this is like the staff. <laughs> Nobody's getting ready to open. Nobody's getting ready to work. So you're like bartenders are coming in. What are we watching? And he throws it out there. And like, oh, okay, let's watch. You know, and they're all. I'm like, yeah, gonna be disappointed. I mean, we're gonna watch this all night, and it, it's getting closer and closer to that point where I'm like, oh shit, they're gonna catch it on. <laughs> so every bouncer, bartenders, security, everybody is in the office, crowded in this small office. And all of a sudden, you see the leap from one seat to the other. And they're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the headlights go out. <laughs> so, so then it's like crystal clear what's going on. I'm like, shit. I'm like, all right, you guys can't make a big deal about this when she comes rolling in. And he turns it off, and boom, she's rolling in. <laughs> they're like, oh. So they all go outside, like form this gauntlet. And they're all. <laughs> to which immediately she thinks. That son of a bitch told everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he was pissed. Nope. And then I sold that truck quite oh, yeah. right, right recently, like within like a week. I had sold the truck to friends of ours that also worked at the club. And they went to like go wash it because on the inside of the windshield was the perfect little like tiny footprint. They, the call, they, called, me in the, they called me in the middle of the night one night. They're like, hey. Did you fuck her in this truck? <laughs> like, what truck are you talking about? Like, we just bought a truck. I'm like, oh, you did? <laughs> They're like, in the defroster, went on the windshield on the way home, and as it was just fogging up, there was like a perfect <laughs> implant of her little feet up on the window. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> You're sitting in it. <laughs> If there's things, name one thing you can say about me or just one comment or a meme, and he will send that thing to me. Like, years later, I mean, this is like over a decade ago, and he will still send that to me at the little hand on the windshield. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> but, yeah, so that started it, yeah, and then... That's how we met. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then we just we just had our moments in between. I mean, he dated other people. I dated other people. He knocked on other people. Yeah, yeah. He came to my wedding, and I have a picture of him holding flowers, laying on the ground like he's in a casket. In a casket <laughs> <dying>. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> you have a lot of caskets at your wedding. <laughs> My mother-in-law's like, I don't get it. And me and my husband are like, you don't need to. Because I was very honest with my husband about it. So thank God. <laughs> uh, I think I got pictures of you going into the outhouse at your wedding also. You did, yeah. <laughs> In my wedding dress. Which <laughs> wedding? The first one. <laughs> God, you've got like, you you like three now? Yeah. yeah, but two with the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, Damien. <laughs> same number of failed marriages, though. <laughs> but, Damien, uh, let's talk about your love for uh, door hostesses. Not me, but, <laughs> but the other two. There was flings, yeah, I wouldn't say. There was only one that was actually, like, relationship well, status. 
Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, that just kind of happened, and then it just kind of kept happening. I actually met her. I knew he was on a date with her, and he told me about it, and he was like, do you want to come to the club? So I had brought my husband to the club to go meet his girlfriend. Again, we've been friends forever. But I run up to the door, and I'm not a dancer at the time, haven't danced in a while. I run up to the door to meet her, and I literally just, like, Put take up my top and just flash and press my titties up against the glass I was like she's either gonna love me or hate me because it, it's kind of hard to know that your friends you're dating somebody who's friends with somebody that they've slept with you know so I was like take it or leave it and I don't I think her and I made out that night yeah, Wait, I, <laughs> <laughs> that was the first night I met his girlfriend his baby mama now kind of an all or nothing yeah we'll, we'll just go car L but there was always an or there was an S there was a lot of S's. Yeah, S's were a problem. But <laughs> 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 you went down the rabbit hole because it did happen. Um, there was a girl. I remember like training her at the door, and she used to work in the bank. Oh, that one. Um, we'll call we'll call her S. I'd like to call her a lot of other names because she was kind of a bitch. But um, before she went down that hole, big, she was on like Ben mug shots. Because she was like stealing bicycles and selling parts out of the Rainbow Motel. And I'm like, man, Damien really has a pool on me. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, no, not kind of toxic. Yeah. No, 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 no. She's a realtor now. Mm -hmm. yeah. She looks great. She looks just like I saw her before the mess. Like, mm -hmm. you know, she just has a, you know, she has that little hiccup. <laughs> a little mess hiccup. Yeah. Everyone has those. We all, we all have hiccups, right? Yeah, we all have one of those. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. This one helped you, But you did, now you have children. Do you have one or two kids with L? I uh, have two. Two. Yeah. You guys have a good relationship. No. That's good. That's all I have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding it. Oh yeah, what's what's the craziest thing you ever saw at the club? Craziest? God. Um, there's degrees of crazy. I mean, there's a couple different stories. Um, one was a wedding party where it wasn't even a wedding party. I think it was the pre-wedding party or the bachelor and bachelorette party both ended up in the club at the same time, oh which never. is never never a healthy situation. And uh, and he was a packed, you know, Saturday night in the middle of the summer, and it's mayhem, and there's three bouncers running around, and we're all acting like idiots, managers bitching at us for not doing stuff, and I get a call to the bathroom, at this particular club, there's like a large men's bathroom, and a little tiny women's bathroom, because obviously, yeah, so it hasn't really changed, and, uh, <clears throat> and somebody said, yep, somebody's fucking in the women's bathroom, you need to go take care of that, and I'm like, dude, why do I got to be that guy? <laughs> so, nobody wants to be that dude that unlocks the door, walks in on it. But I unlocked the door, walked in. It's the groom and the best man in the women's bathroom. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm like, hey. I'm like, I'm like, hey, this is absolutely none of my business. But you guys got to get the fuck out and try to do it without making a scene. Because your soon-to-be wife is right out there. <laughs> 
And dude, she must have had a sixth sense. I'm assuming she probably had a sixth sense. I mean, yeah, I was going to say she probably knew a little bit. That doesn't just happen out of nowhere. Oh, too many Jägermeisters, and I'm sleeping with my best friend. (laughs) Yeah, and they're walking out, and she's like, what were they doing? What were they doing? I'm like, I'm assuming you probably know. But y'all got to go now. <laughs> it's going to go down. <laughs> that one was pretty interesting. That was probably the weirdest one. Um, there was one there was a guy that was in for his bachelor party. He was, he was young. We carved him twice probably. He barely a day over 21. He was there with like his mom. Oh, jeez. So his, his aunt, a couple uncles, like no friends, just weird family. <laughs> And they're, they're sitting at the rail. They're having a good time. He's throwing money. It's super redneck, you know. And I'm like, hey, this is gnarly, but as long as they're tipping the girls, I don't give a shit. And, uh, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I saw, some, I saw a girl come in frantically doing the, you know, adjusting the eyes. You know, what's going on over there? And uh, I, I'm not sure. It might have been. It was, either, it was either you or S that was working the door that day. I think it was you, maybe. But I was like, hey, you know, I got on the mic, card her. She doesn't look, she doesn't look right, and and uh, and she wouldn't give up the ID. And so, as I was making my walk around the stage to go confront the situation, she she spotted him, <laughs> came, came over from behind and gave him a shot from behind, and then mom came up with vengeance and just starts boom boom, and this girl. Oh, wow. This girl, I could tell by the time I started separating them, is pregnant. <laughs> she's, she's like 18 years old, came in, her, her soon-to-be husband, baby's daddy, was at the, at the nudie bar <laughs> with, his, with his incestuous family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one got that one got really weird. Yeah, she didn't want to leave the parking lot. We almost did have to get police involvement. She's like, "You tell him this. You tell him that." I'm like, I'll, t- I'll tell him all those things. <laughs> she just gotta go. <laughs> I don't want cops showing up saying that. Hey, by the way, this 18-year-old pregnant girl is in beating people up. <laughs> Were you there the night? Um, I remember working there one night, and it was it was like a quiet like Monday or Tuesday night, and I remember Gangles being the manager, and I remember because I was dancing and. I think I was just dating um, my ex-husband at the time, but he had to. <laughs> the same one, the same one. <laughs> um, but he uh, he had to like park the our parking lot had gotten like blocked off by cop cars, and he had to walk all the way around and come in, and then by the time he came in, the police had come in as well and basically said we all had to stay there because the guy had gotten stabbed and they thought it was in our parking lot, oh. but he had gotten stabbed yeah, like the at the trailer park, park across yeah. the way and stumbled his that. way and then died in our parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, we yeah, got put on lockdown. Yeah, so like, everybody's yeah. scared to, to drink now because there's cops, so don't drink. And now all the customers want to leave, but they can't leave. And yet we're just forced to just keep dancing. And at one point, being forced to be locked in a sober strip club cannot be a fun. (laughs) Yeah, it was horrible. We were there for like an hour. Yeah, that was the second stabbing. The first stabbing was at the pirate party. Yeah, and so their intestines were coming. Sorry, their intestines were coming out. Like in the front. Well, hold on. Let's back up to the beginning of the story. How did? Is there anything leading up to it, or? Yeah, there is a lead up to it. Okay, so Callie was on stage. It was, and it was, um, 
I don't know if we're allowed to say names or anything like that. Okay, boyfriend. I uh, drove the Ducati. Um, he was in, you know, throwing money on the stage. They like to do that thing where they pretend like they're not dating and they throw money on the stage and try to compete with people and they throw money on the stage and they're totally hustling it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and some some douchebag threw change on the stage, which is like the big no no. It's a great great way to get a stiletto to the face to start throwing this ch- you know change up on the stage. For one, it's rude, it's disrespectful, and it's also dangerous. And, uh, and so as that dude was leaving, boyfriend decided he was going to go give him a piece of his mind and a knife ended up getting pulled. He got stabbed like, like 30 some odd times or something like that. And we were in the middle of a theme party. The entire building is dressed up like uh, a pirate ship. It's <laughs> unclear to me the way you said that. Which, which way went the stabbing? Oh, uh, boyfriend stabbed the other dude. Yeah. He's, yeah, he got, he got attempted murder charges for it. Uh, I never heard, never heard from that guy again. But it made national news, and if, the funny thing is, the pictures that were like nationally, there was the front with this big pirate ship net, <laughs> looks super ghetto. <laughs> so, so oh, putting Central Oregon on the map. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, the other one was definitely it was a trailer park fight where the guy just roamed onto the parking lot. And well, the first one with the <clears throat> the pirate ship thing, uh, I guess the guy like came out and he had his intestines. He was. Tore up. And a cab driver picked her up, and this is, she picked him up and took him to the hospital because he had like all of his shit like just hanging out on his body. I saw him later, like I saw him a couple years later. He came in the club and men, you know, mentioned, yeah, he brought her in, and so I'm like, yeah, and I was bullshitting with him, and he was like, yeah, I'm the guy that got stabbed, and I'm like, oh, you got tore up. Let me see, and he sh- and dude, he was, he looked like like a road map on his dude, stomach. Yeah, he, there was at least thirty puncture marks and long cesarean looking scars and. I was like, Jesus, man. Just really listening crazy. to this, it's, I'm surprised he lived. Well, dude, I had no idea it even happened because left in a cab. And I, got, I carried her luggage out to it. I had no idea. He, wouldn't, he didn't have any blood on him or anything like that. I didn't notice anything. There was no uproar. It had happened in a side parking lot. And so, so you yeah, guys didn't so even I know it. So became like a suspect of like, well, maybe you're covering for him. Like, I didn't wow. Know I walked her to the cab, dude. <laughs> I didn't hear about that till an hour later when everybody showed up. <laughs> Our theme music is by Tribe of Noise. You can find them at www.tribeofnoise.com. Thanks to our host, Backside Cakes. You can find them at 740 Northeast 3rd Street, Suite 6, Bend, Oregon, 97701. Stop in sometime. You might see us recording. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you find your podcasts. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a positive rating. We are a new podcast and would really appreciate the support. And you can find us at www.behindthemeatcurtains.com or write us at info at behindthemeatcurtains.com.